When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast, Extra Bits, with me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton, and Natalie Campbell. This week's it is, of course, our badass balls ups. Plus, we've got playwright Morgan Lloyd Malcolm, who's telling us all about the woman behind Shakespeare's most incredible sonnets. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Morgan Lloyd Malcolm is a playwright and screenwriter and her newest play, Amelia, has been written specifically for the Globe Theatre and it's opening this week. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you for joining no, us. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you. So tell us a little bit about who is Amelia. Well, Amelia Bassano, and then she, when she was married, she became Amelia Lanier. Um, she was this amazing woman, and um, she's only up till now really been considered amazing because she's probably one of the better contenders for being Shakespeare's Dark Lady of the Sonnets. And um, it's, but when I looked into her some more, we realised that actually she had so much more about her, um, namely that she was one of the first English women to publish her poetry, uh, quite a lot of poetry actually, and um, that would have been a that would have been a big thing at the time. And she was also a mother, and the poetry that she produced was actually quite feminist for the time. Mm. Um, and she, in in my mind, was probably a bit of a radical. Um, and a bit of a visionary, but she was only ever known as the woman who probably slept with Shakespeare. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I thought, hang on, we need to change this, yeah. uh, change yeah. this story a little bit. Exactly. So you called her. Um, said she was only known as the Dark Lady of the Sonnets. Mm-hmm. What's that for people who don't know their Shakespeare history? Tell us what that's about. Well, he he had three. Um, Oh, volumes of sonnets, I guess you could say. Um, and one section of them is dedicated to a beguiling woman who um, he describes in a very sort of sensual, sexual way. And she was, it sounds like she was a musician, um, the way that he describes how she plays the lute. Um, and then he describes her in other ways. He talks about her hair as sort of dark and wiry. He talks about her skin tone. He talks about um, just her her otherness and so that's why the dark lady of the sonnets it kind of came from that um and so there are a few other women that could potentially be it but in terms of when you start putting together all the clues for it and when she was around she lived in the same area as him around Bishopsgate down Bankside she was probably around she um she was um, the Bassanos were a musical family they yeah. came from Italy they were brought over by Henry VIII who um, they were very skilled. They were amazing musicians. They also made instruments and uh, he had them in his court. So they were 
Um, there were Italian, probably Jews, um, and there's even an argument to say that these um, they possibly came even from North Africa, and so they would they were they'd been brought into the country, and they were probably quite other um, yeah. in terms of where they were where they were living and who they were um but it was a very interesting time because there were a lot of migrants and um people fleeing wars at that time and so actually london was this amazing melting pot which is what's been fabulous about researching this is actually there's a lot of parallels to be drawn for now and and the things she probably would have been up against um were similar to what's happening now you know elizabeth was expelling people based yep. on their race and um there were there were people up in arms about these people coming over here and taking our jobs and you know it was really similar rhetoric was going on and that's been fascinating to to dig into and so for me there's not an awful lot of information about her to be honest just um, clarification but... you mean elizabeth the first sorry yes elizabeth the first <laughs> yes yeah. yes not our elizabeth so this first. play tell, tell us a bit about the story is it a, is it like a life story is it a moment in time about her what's the kind of without obviously giving too much away. yeah um it's it's her life story so we start when she's um seven years old and we carry on to when she dies and that's when she's 76 she lived Wow, that's so a long, long time. I know. Yeah, that, that's like that 30 years over yeah. what the actual life expectancy Absolutely. would have been. And she had two kids, which again, you know, if you've had kids, you, your life expectancy goes down. And she she outlived all the men in her life. And um, yeah, she was pretty amazing in that, in that sense. And we know a few things about her, which is that she went to court later on in her life to sort of to fight for some inheritance after her husband died um and she represented herself in court which is kind of kind of cool that she was exactly very badass and um and she she formed a school for girls and women um it's described as diverse women and she ran that for a couple of years before she was kicked out of her for not paying the rent she was kicked out of the the the, the building she was in um so there are little cl- tiny little clues that she was doing some really interesting things um as well as publishing her poetry in mm. the early 1600s and interestingly she published it a couple of years after um the sonnets were published and it it feels like it's a retaliation um to us because if he had written these sonnets about her and some of the, it's quite it can be they're quite insulting um as well as passionate um and also at that time one of the wonderful things about the globe is that they've been giving me some amazing research people to talk to but one of the things was that having your name on other people's lips was considered violating and so for her if people knew that she'd known Shakespeare and that were potentially talking about her because of these sonnets it would have been uh, it would have been awful for her at that time and so there's a sense that she kind of went right I'm gonna I'm gonna publish my poetry and and I feel like she knew that if she published, she'd be remembered because people disappear in history. So many people have mm-hmm. disappeared in history and so many women in particular. But at that time when nobody, nobody wrote anything down, there was no, they, they didn't have journalists, you know, people writing diaries or anything mm-hmm. like that. So um, to publish meant that you would be remembered. And I kind of feel like my Amelia the one that I imagine <laughs> I think she knew that and mm. and it means that you know four five hundred years down the line there's a it's play being put on about her which is important. I was laughing to myself so I was like yeah. <laughs> she was a an olden day Taylor Swift and I was trying to find a much better example of a pop culture 
or, or musician that has written music in retaliation for something yeah, that their yeah. You know, yeah. boyfriend or other half has put out in a song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can't think of one right now. Selena Gomez and Justin yeah. Bieber. I have no idea. <laughs> but I love the fact that she was like, uh, hold on, are you writing about me? Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. give, give me two years <laughs> and I will put something out. Exactly. Uh, what else do we know about her life? Because I'm fascinated by the fact that she lived so long. Mm. Did she live well? Was she a woman that indulged in love? we don't know um it's probable she didn't towards the end of her life just mm. because she was fighting for money um she was going to the courts to fight for money she ended up also looking after her grandkids because her son died so she sort of took that on okay um there's there's not much we know about that we do know that she visited a guy called simon foreman who was an astrologer at the time and he um he was sort of like a their form of a counselor really but you'd yeah. go and sort of say what, what what's the future hold for me and all these terrible things are happening to me at the moment and he would write things down and so a lot of what we know about and therefore what was being written about her mm. um has come from his manuscripts um and they're fascinating because they do say things they do they well they say certain things that probably are true so they 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 say things about how um she was the mistress of henry carey who was the lord chamberlain who mm, helped yep. form the chamberlain's men um and that she had a son and, and a daughter and several miscarriages and all these kind of quite interesting bits of information but then he he also calls her a harlot and a um a devil oh. and um and a whore and all these terrible words and then he also <laughs> notes that she wouldn't have sex with him oh, oh yeah that old chestnut yeah. yeah literally yeah. old chestnut yeah. exactly. like, <laughs> and you know we read this me and nicole charles who's directing this who i've researched from the very beginning with and we we sort of looked at it and a lot of the books that have been written about have taken what he said as as read and you know and and he said things like she's a social climber she's obsessed with class she just wants money she wants her husband to get a knighthood all uh -huh. these things and so these have been written down as fact about her and we kind of went ah, i don't i don't mm. think we're going to yeah. take that as fact actually and we're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna read between the lines we're gonna think about it as in you know what would it feel like for us to be there then mm. and how would we feel about all these things and the fact that she wanted to be a writer she was a talented educated woman who was a brilliant writer and she she wasn't able to have the same platform as Shakespeare for mm. example mm. and how would how would she rail against that how would she try and change that and that's that's where our story came from it sounds like there's quite a lot of work that's gone into this. Did you have to kind of like do the research to get the story, then turn it into a screen, into a play? Or was there a story that you could then immediately work on as a play? Or We had to, we've invented a lot. Right, okay. <laughs> um, and that's because there there isn't very much. And we've had to sort of try and work out what it is she could have done. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the benefits of the, having the research team there is to be able to sort of say, would she have um, been creating pamphlets to, to distribute around women to kind of give them advice about how to deal with their terrible husbands yeah. mm -hmm. and the research guy would say our wonderful research guy Will Tosh who's amazing um, he would say well do you know what there's no evidence for this at all anywhere but pamphlets were being made she was very well placed for it she was very educated she could well have done that mm -hmm. so yeah go for it and it's been really great to invent that and, yeah. and think about that because during the time that she was her later life she there was a lot of stuff going on workers rights union stuff you know, people were kind of galvanized and trying to change things and 
she was pretty well placed to do that and yes there's no evidence for it but we quite like the idea that she probably did yeah okay a bit of a heaver Mm -hmm. is the globe theater outdoors yes Oh, it's amazing. Oh, come, come. Yeah. I'm sure on like a school trip one time <laughs> to see Othello or something, so, which is fine. why I had a memory of it being outdoors. Okay. Yes, it is. Tell us more about the cast. Our amazing cast. Shout out to the cast. <laughs> um, they are brilliant. They're, we've got 13 women on stage. Love it. Yep. Wow. And um, they're, they're just incredible. It was a very easy decision quite early on in the process because um, originally I was like, I'm going to write a play about Amelia and I'm not going to have Shakespeare in it. I'm not going to have Henry Carey on that. No men. And then I was reading more. I was like, oh, actually, it's really interesting. Her th- These these lines of story that we can yeah. find with this and her railing against them. And, and then I thought, well, if we're going to have men, let's have women play them and <laughs> that's been really delicious because actually it brings a whole other level to it and it's it's been exciting exploring that and what that's like especially on the globe stage where you often get all male casts so yeah. but yeah our casts are wonderful and um they they're working so hard at the moment and we're pushing towards our fight our opening night on friday and everybody is just yeah we're up against it but we're gonna do it it's gonna be amazing, gonna be amazing. <laughs> what's it like in the week running up to opening night when you have created a play are you rewriting are you changing things even now is it never done yeah uh, yeah well that's the thing when you're writing it's terrifying because you are i mean i've been changing all the way through the poor things i've been having to deal with all my changes and cuts and stuff and there will be changes and during our previews there will be changes i mean that's kind of how it has to happen because also there's lots of stuff we don't know you know how it will work when an audience is there so suddenly we might go oh do you know what that whole scene that just doesn't we don't need it because we get to that point in the next one and it's fine and hey get it out mm. you know you, you there's a, there is a bit of that and flying by the seat of your pants is uh, <laughs> is part of it but um i think that's the fun of it but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Morgan, it sounds fantastic i can't wait to come and see it oh. for anyone else who feels the same tell us when it's on where they can find out details sure. all of that stuff well you can find out all the details on the globe theater website um and we open on the 10th of august there's actually only 11 shows um because it's in rep with all the other shows that they've got going on oh. so um we close on the 1st of september so there are 10, 11 shows between the 10th of August and the 1st of September. A um, couple of mat- matinees in there as well. So yeah. come and see it. It's going to be really Sounds fun. Sounds amazing. It's be great. Yeah, we'll and now's there. the time to go because the weather is fabulous. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Morgan, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. Morgan Lloyd Malcolm, playwright, <laughs> screenwriter. Uh, coming up next is, of course, our badass bulls ups. We are going to be talking ayahuasca. We're going to be talking money. We need your help with our moral conundrums of the day. (laughs) All of that here on Badass Women's Hour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So. One, two, three, four! Uh, it is, of course, now time for our badass balls ups. This week, uh, Emma, shall we start with you? Yeah. Well, Tell I'm us. taking over balls ups this week, haven't I? <laughs> I've got taken up, you Give know. us your first one. Uh, okay, so first one is, have you heard about ayahuasca? So I had a friend mm-hmm. who went to Peru to mm-hmm. do, and so ayahuasca is this plant-based uh, uh, drug, like hallucinogenic. Uh, Sorry, that was the word I was trying to get out. Uh, but what is it's not hallucinogenic, as in you know you go to a club and you do it. Basically, it's all about this sort of cleansing of your soul and dealing with your sort of I don't know your demons or your like emotional mental well-being and there's been there's been a lot in sort of the medical press around how they're looking at hallucinogenics to treat Mm -hmm. depression and things but this is an ancient ritual uh, that's been done traditionally in Peru and is now becoming more and more popular and a friend of mine she's very into all her spiritual stuff she went to Peru and she went and did a five-day ceremony with this traditional tribe that do this ceremony and she told me all about it and it was absolutely fascinating and I wondered if you'd heard about it if you'd ever consider even trying it I mean it freaks the hell out of me but although you know she she did describe it as such an amazing experience I'm like where do I sign Really, would you do it? Give me the paperwork. So you drink this stuff, right? So yep. she went to this ceremony. Ladies. There's like 10 people and you all have your own bed mm-hmm. and you're, you're over five days and you, you can't eat over these five days either. So it's a proper like <laughs> Again, don't internal tell me. cleansing. <laughs> you drink, I take my name off the list. You drink this potion <laughs> and basically these sort of um, Peruvian tribesmen, they diagnose you. So they've never spoken to you. You can't even speak English with them. And they diagnose you and they talk about what you need to smoke out. So you, you do the first cup. Everyone does it. You're on, you lie on the bed. Quite often you're sick. Um, but apparently yeah. people who do it have this amazing cleansing. And it really does deal with a lot of the inner the energy yeah Yeah. so I'm all there for the energetic cleanse and actually I am very intrigued by the use of hallucinogenics to sort to work on um mental health and to um to to use it as a a stimulant uh for the brain definitely we have to just caveat we are not medical professions we're not advising this we're just talking about it because it's we're absolutely not advising it, not least because no. it's illegal in the UK. Yeah, yeah. we are not advising anything it's, at all. And there no. is definitely no medical expertise around this table. But I also <laughs> chant and praise the moon. So, I mean, let's just get some perspective here. Yeah, um, I I think the the essence of, of what you're talking about is great. The not eating and going to Peru, I would not be down for. <laughs> yeah. If they said it was in Ibiza or Madrid well, or I actually, a I've got away. another friend of mine and her and her husband <laughs> right. have set up an ayahuasca retreat in Mallorca and yeah. they are trained by these people in Peru. Okay, so I'll go to that is one because I, I guess you can still drink. Oh, I don't no yeah. idea. No so, idea. So, ladies, you've both completely lost the plot. What is going what? on here? Have we? Yes, you're taking some random substance handed to you by a man who is describing himself as a medicine man. You are drinking it. It makes you vomit. You don't know what you're doing for five days. You're in the jungle surrounded by strangers 
What is wrong with you? Living oh, I'm the not. Dream. Hang on. I'm not. But everyone, not everyone, but people I've known who've done it have said it's a really powerful, profound experience. Uh-huh. And if people said it's a really powerful, profound experience to jump off a cliff, would you do that too? Uh... No. no, I look, right? Woman who wants to go to Costa Rica by herself yeah. for many years. Thanks <laughs> very much. Not to take any ayahuasca, but yeah. I think there is something about being one with the elements in nature, it's a plant. I, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Mm, I think it's very interesting. I don't, I don't think we really realise how powerful the mind is. Exactly. And I do think there's something about. I've never been one to to get into anything like that, but I do. Some of these hallucinogenics, I do wonder how the brain works and how they affect the world. But well, I tell you what happened was in the 1970s, retreats. they did lots and lots of experiments with hallucinogenics and how they affected the brain, and people went crazy. Yeah. And that's why they don't use them in medicine because they're not good for you. And that's why it's illegal because the people that trash look into these things go, hmm, do we want a drug which is going to give people weird dreams and make them sick? Yeah. No. I'm we don't. just saying. Anyway, it's fascinating. That, yes, it exploring fascinating. the edges of your mind might be an interesting thing to do. It is. Do it with a therapist. <laughs> uh, so, my badass balls up of the week. Um, so, in the last few years, I have noticed this weird thing that has happened between me and my other single girlfriends. So, not so much my coupled up friends, but me and my single girlfriends, which was about three years ago, we were all earning very much the same amount of money. And in the last year or so, I'm earning a bit more than them. And because I'm now earning a bit more money, I want to do all the things that I couldn't do when I didn't have the money to do them. Uh, like go to the occasional expensive restaurant, upgrade my hotel when I go away, etc., etc. But because I don't have another half to chip in on it, and because my girlfriends who are on similar earning levels randomly seem to be in relationships, so they're chipping in on their other half's <laughs> holidays, it's got a bit awkward with my single girlfriends. And I've done that thing where I say to them, you know, I'll pay or I'll pick it up. But a lot of sometimes I can't afford to do both of us. So, you know, I can afford to do me, but it's still a stretch for me. So another person. And also sometimes for them, it's really awkward and they feel a bit uncomfortable. And it's just got a bit weird and I don't know how to handle it. Do I keep saying, don't worry, I'll pick it up? Do I just say, don't worry, I don't want to go there. We can just go to the travel lodge. What What do I do, ladies? Uh, how important is it for you to do these expensive things? It's not important, but I think it's experiences. You, mm. want, li you want some life experiences. So I would like to. It's not like if I, I don't want to lose my friends over it, definitely. But it would it would be a nice to have. And I'm guessing it's not about doing expensive things, as you said. It's about if you can afford the luxury or you can afford a better room mm -hmm. or uh, you can afford to eat, you know, a nicer meal. Yeah. Then why not? I think in some cases you might just have to suck it up if you want to have that experience and that's what I do. If I want to go somewhere yeah. and I'm going with a friend who can't afford it, then it's like, don't even sweat it. It's on yeah. me. I don't blink twice about spending money on good food or an experience I want to have. Um, the issue comes if they expect that that is the case all the time. But we're going away for my birthday and we're going to Ibiza and we made a plan in January. So I said, well, everyone needs to put down Ibiza's not cheap. No, so everyone needs not. to put down 50 quid, 100 pounds a month, whatever you can afford, so that when we get there, you're okay spending the sort of money 
we need to spend to do the sorts of things oh. that as a group we will be we want to do and that's because everyone there has varying levels of income that's good so you've set everybody's expectations mm-hmm. about that trip that's a good everyone thing. Need, i yeah. think there's one of those places you, come, you need at least 150 euros a day at yeah. a minimum yeah so if you if you haven't got that then then you're not in but from january well from january if you want to come to save the money you've got a, a, enough notice like yeah. buy your flight and just make sure everyone is, is prepared so everyone knows what the expect, expectation is. Would you do if you had different kind of amounts within the group? Would you say, actually, um, we know that you're earning twice as much. So when we go out for dinner, we'll get two thirds and you get a third. Uh, so I ha- so definitely I have um, yeah. done that on, on bills, but I wouldn't put it on my on other friends. It depends on what yeah. the friendship group is. Like sometimes I would just like take off wine or the other thing, you know, when you go out with friends and some don't drink and some do. And so for the friends that don't drink, it's saying being very clear to say, actually, you just take that bit yeah. and we'll split everything else. Or if we're out and you can you get that sense that the person that isn't earning a lot of money is getting really nervous about the bill. It's like, you know, don't worry. Let everyone make sure that you know, we pick up a bit more. It's fine. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Emma, if your friends get to the point where you want to do something, you're like, I really want to do it. I know it's expensive. I'm just going to pay for it. Don't worry about it. And they find that a bit awkward. So actually that happened to me last night. So I've got a friend of mine, she's freelance and a lot of her contracts got put on hold. So money was a bit Mm -hmm. tight. You know, she's also got a family and we were meeting, um, you know, she was in London for a few days, we were meeting for dinner. And I said, right, I'm gonna meet you here at this place. I'm buying and we're not gonna discuss it because I was like, I really wanna see her for dinner. Mm. I know a really nice place that we can go that will be expensive, but it's on a rooftop. It's a lovely London evening. Like, uh, you know, let's go there. And, you know, she said yes and we went. And then at the, when when it came to pay, she got her card out and actually refused to take the money. And I think she was a bit uncomfortable, but I was a bit like, look, I just wanted to see you for dinner. I knew this would be lovely because it's a summer evening and it's a rooftop. For me, I'm not really worried about the money because, it was about the experience. It was about you. We don't see each other all the time. And she she did accept it. But, you know, I think she is a bit uncomfortable about it. But that's why I kind of said to her, look, I said, look, if it was a date and I was your partner and I've decided where we're going to go mm. and I've dictated where we're going to go and it's somewhere expensive, I would expect that person to pay for me. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think you can't, you know, if I expected to go halves, then I would have been much more about us having a discussion about where we would like to go go that would meet but because I wanted to eat there I felt like it was only it was only okay for me to pick up the bill for that but having been been Mm. on the receiving end of this when I was like skin poor I was about to swear there (laughs) skin poor um you know sort of a a a year ago I can't even remember how long how long it was you guys were picking up a bill like you're like don't worry about it you don't you don't even drink Prosecco you're like I know you need a bottle of Prosecco (laughs) (laughs) we'll just pay for it yeah and again it swings in roundabouts and I think that is the beauty of friendship no you understand the situation that someone's in you know what they need and almost and it, it's not a thing to do And there's do it a fine line between somebody like my friend. Yes, she was a bit uncomfortable, but ultimately my friend would never take advantage of that. And I yeah. do think, you know, when people are like, oh, it's all right. Well, oh, I'll yeah, go out of Harriet because I know she'll pick up the bill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's that's when it's not OK. And then it, then it's not fun. But um, I think sometimes if you re- really want to do it, 
I, just, I feel like as mates, we should just accept it a bit more, right? Because mm. I feel yeah. like we're all a bit uncomfortable of accepting somebody yeah. else paying. But it's like, actually... I know, I wasn't. I accepted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, but you know what? But most of the time, again, it, for me, it was about the experience. Yeah. It's like, we're here. What are we going to do? Are we going to just sit here and not make the most of this moment? Because, mm. you know, Nat, rightly so, wanted to be conscious of her her spending. And I yeah. respected that. But equally, it's like, well, life's too short. Let's just get a bottle in. <laughs> you know? Life is too short. Sure. So that, yeah, Good I point. think that's the headline. Okay. Yeah. So just, ri- I'm just going to ride on over it. I'll just be I like, I've got so. it. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, I would. You know, maybe you do it slightly less because it's yeah. more expensive. But I wouldn't miss out on the experience because somebody else can afford to do it. I just, yeah. Really. Would you, you rather go on. alone? That's the alternative to yeah. not do it with her and go alone. But yeah. would um, you have? So a there are some time? things which I'm totally happy doing alone. So I'm totally happy going to an expensive hotel by myself for a weekend. Like that's fine even though I would like to say that all hotels need to have a single person supplement. Just FYI. Um, but explain, I, explain a single person supplement because usually oh, I find we pay more do, as a single do, person. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, single person supplement is when they say it's two thirds for mm. if you're, if it's by yourself. Most hotels do not do that. Right. Um, and But like if I wanted to go... So <laughs> the thing that I really want to do at the moment but like nobody wants to do it and it is ridiculously expensive... I really want to go to the Fat Duck for dinner. Oh, let's go. Do you know what? My friend I went out of last night, she wants to go. Just let's all someone. go. Okay. We'll go, the What's three the of us. the Fat Duck? Okay. Heston um, Blumenthal. Yeah. Where they, it, like, they, mm. do, they feed you basically your life yeah, history. It's, it's amazing. Expensive. You're talking £400 a head, including yeah. wine. But is it like small bits of food? Well, yeah, but there's yeah. loads of it. It's loads of it. You, and you won't leave hungry. You, you won't leave hungry. You won't leave hungry. But there's no bread on the side. Let's go. Okay, we'll go. Done. Done. Uh, but we have to get on to our next balls up now because it's a very it's a, it's a pressing problem that is affecting women the UK over. Yes, Emma, tell us what it is. Well, there was an article that came back in Vogue about is the bush back talking about vaginal hair, and I, I it just got me thinking about a modern day dilemma that I've been experiencing in my life that perhaps I haven't shared with you before. No, you have. Um, no, my whole thing is right. You know, like, like we all like trend. to be tra- on trend. I take yeah. an interest in fashion and style, right? And as you get older, you start to get a bit more aware of, well, I don't know. I'm very conscious that I don't want to be that out of touch person. I don't want to look like that person who still looks like a 1992 throwback. And then I became very conscious about how the style that I was doing my pubic hair could actually give away give away your age give away my age not that I'm trying to look younger but I just want to stay relevant Harriet I was a bit like I remember once going for a wax about 12 months ago because I suddenly thought oh god I I was having a Brazilian and I was like but maybe not everybody else is having Brazilians like I don't know what's going on down there because I can't see it you can see with fashion can't you everyone's walking down the street people are not walking down the street with their vaginas out so you can go oh yeah it's definitely a Hollywood this season anyway my wax is said that everybody's having hollywoods so i did hollywoods yeah. don't recommend them no, don't anyway recommend the them. bush is back and i'm really excited about that because i feel like <laughs> i can i'm on trend <laughs> i'm there all off all off hollywood so no, i fix your orgasm i think this it might be yeah, it a does. scam from uh a scam from waxes because what, that's hollywood what, yeah that's what they say to me all the time like oh it's hollywood everyone has hollywood 
And yeah, it is, but it's 20 quid more expensive than just an average bikini <laughs> wax. So yeah, of course you want me to get that one. Of course you do. I don't know. No, I just, it, I, I just prefer it all off. Do you? Yeah. I, I, think, I no. feel like we've had this conversation the before. The regrowth. Probably not on the The regrowth of a Hollywood and a Brazilian. Oh my goodness. The pain. The, the four expense. days in. No. no. Okay, so right. I'm the that weird acne. person that absolutely loves getting waxed i find it quite therapeutic i like getting waxed you i what? don't like the regrowth yeah i find the um i don't even find it painful it's not, it's not a pain to me it's just it's almost like that's a bit like having the sides of my hair shaved every week it's that thing of sort yeah of the i like it i do like it's the a really yeah. it's a very nice what is feeling wrong with you both it's good i'll tell you what it all it's, it's even... are you on ayahuasca while you're getting no. waxed <laughs> well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what i am on i'm on neurofen <laughs> if you take some neurofen <laughs> before you I, the wax it just I, takes the edge off so i don't do any of that our producer's like what are you talking about no seriously if you get into the zone with the wax and that that feeling of just being cleansed it's like cleanse and cleanse but it's not yeah. it's like rip and rip no, that's no. what it is if you it's go to a good waxing place and you get a good waxer you know the ones that are like they just they really know, quick so i get a lichen wax so sugar wax it gets all the hairs in there there's no yeah. there's no bad so i, yeah, I don't have good. um any what's the like bumps or anything like that but ingrown I also, hairs yeah ingrown hairs I also had laser hair removal so the hair is the hair's just different Fine. anyway yeah don't you find but it is um, this not just another act of patriarchal like oppression hell. no no I like having yeah. a hair free bush no not to- well not it's a Hollywood. bush it's not a bush not Hollywood it's like a hair free vagina no mm. bush I've got a custom style <laughs> <laughs> yeah so explain custom your custom style <laughs> well because I've I'm had still Brazilians I've had Hollywoods and yeah. what I realise is Brazilians and Hollywoods affect my orgasms you keep saying in a this. negative manner in a, a negative way yeah in okay. a negative way you, you've got you to think about you need it. to have some hair yeah, definitely so I have a custom I have a custom request. So I book in for a Brazilian and then they have strict instructions <laughs> when I'm in there what bits to leave and what bits to remove. Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't, th- I don't think we can have trends around our pubic hair, ladies. I just want us to reclaim the Do you bush. know what? No, it, I think no. of all the money you could save. I think that we could all go to bloody the fat duck with Heston Blumenthal on the money we spend on waxing. That's what we could be doing. No, no, no I like not no. Have, yeah, I like not having any yeah. hair. I like just gone. I like to just be neat, really, you know? Just gone. Well, I think you're off trend because the bush is back. That's what Vogue <laughs> says. Not on trend it's anymore. Bush. They actually yeah, had anyway. a great diagram of the bush through the ages, which I really... It's, do check it out, listeners. It's um, <laughs> a lovely timeline of styles. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Before we leave you, are we going to have a badass principle of the week this week? The badass principle this week is just vagina. <laughs> because... <laughs> Can it be vagina? Can I just say an action word yeah, with yeah. it? Yeah, because how can you be vagina? <laughs> be more vagina? <laughs> you didn't let me finish. That's <laughs> true, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> so, I'm again, I'm allowed to break the rules on the principles and I'm breaking the rules so there is no action word. Because you we were talking about the museum, uh, the vagina museum earlier and we realised just how wonderful the vagina is on all mammals... <laughs> Uh, I think we need to do more research and be talking about it. And then you started talking about your bush. <laughs> and so, I, again, I think we should be talking about that even more. So this is just a week of, of vagina. Be more vagina. vagina no, no action words required, just vagina. 
should it not be like vagina research? Like, go go away and find Don't. out one fun fact about the vagina and tweet us and tell us at yeah. Badass Women's Hour HR. There we go. If you want. Yeah, yeah, that was lot. You did that was you, smooth. Was Radio presenter. I didn't notice. I was with you. Great work. Great work. <laughs> this has been Badass Women's Hours Best Bits. Uh, if you liked it, please do rate, review, and subscribe us. We love that. Five stars. Um, or come chat to us on social media. You can find us at Badass Women's Hour HR at Badass Women's Hour or come talk to us individually. I'm at Harriet Minter at Emma Sexton and at Nat D. Campbell. And we'll be here again next week, same time, same place. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.